Peace, y'all. Good afternoon. This is Monk right here on Flow the Monk Radio. So today's topic basically is about uh, my beginnings regarding hip hop, and this is basically not a so much a lesson in hip hop because I don't think I'm really necessarily qualified to give like a direct lesson regarding hip hop, but I can give you some facts based on my experience and based on my bringing upbringings uh, both from the east coast and the west coast now if you want like a step-by-step date time stamped um uh what do you say record of hip-hop i can direct you to some people for sure and i do plan on bringing some of these people onto the show like uh goonage from tbb uh talking to my man irock who's also a member of TB- tbb out in hawaii i have uh, uh, a couple of friends from uh rock force crew um out here in vegas as a matter of fact one's in alaska one's here in vegas um so uh as far as mcs i know plenty of mcs plenty of djs plenty of producers uh who could talk to you about uh hip-hop including dj mark love from the far side um as well as disco daddy i mean there's just tons of people if you look at the podcast you see some of the uh artists i got a a, a chance to talk to big up to mj from hip-hop connects for all of those um opportunities and uh hopefully there will be more soon uh we are in a lot of transition right now um between me and my wife and our podcast and our and our youtube channel that uh we need to get back attended to and so um again uh this is the perfect opportunity i love the podcast uh outlet because at any time I can pick up my phone and then record my thoughts and or topics that I have on my mind at the time. So um, enough, enough said, no further ado. Um, I wanted to get into it. So a lot of people, especially on my YouTube channel, wanted to know about hip hop culture. Um, and I do a lot of K-pop reviews because K-pop is a new, only really got to know it years ago. Now, music, as far as Asia concerned, like, um, you know, some of the traditional Chinese stuff because of all the martial arts films I've watched and things like that. Um, Japanese, Chinese. As far as Korea goes, I was into a lot of the horror and action, um, not too much of the drama stuff. And it wasn't until about maybe 2016, 17, where I came across the K-pop stuff um, because of, uh, of my wife. And I was pretty, like, impressed Um, if not hypnotized by first the visuals the music didn't grab me as much as the visuals did and the dance sequences that um, these kids put together and I say kids because a lot of them are really young but um, it it just became kind of an addiction per se regarding the music and I thought the music was really really good Um, in some cases I can honestly say that K-pop would be the wrong word for some of the the music and or artists that I've encountered, such as like, say, people like EXO or or Shiny, you know what I mean? And um, uh, TVXQ, um, you know, a lot lot of these groups, NCT, um, who have kind of like a very westernized funk, R&B, soul, jazz um, type of element to their music. Uh, and I, and I, uh, again, I bring that to the attention because when you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see a lot of that going on coming from a hip hop head. 
um, which also draws people's attention because they're like, this, this dude is a hip hop head. He's listening to K-pop. You know, some might think that's corny. Some might think that's, you know, like, uh, you know, he ain't no hip hop dude. You know, uh, but, you know, whatever. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. It's all good. But um, so with me being from the Bronx and when I w- when when I was raised in the Bronx, I've been on the west side, south side mostly. Um, I've lived like on Cedric Avenue, just up the hill across the street from what seemed to be a um, military base. So I lived on Cedric Avenue for a couple of years, actually just maybe a half a mile down from the notorious spot where Cool Herc and them used to do their parties at, except I was far too young to go to anything like that. So I never attended those, although you can hear the music up the block. But I wasn't allowed to go past the corner. To the corner store was the farthest I was allowed to go. So I couldn't go any farther than that at that age. Here's the funny part. The school I went to was on the west side of town, which was where I was brought up. I stayed with my auntie a lot on Hughes Avenue on 180th Street, which is where we were originally raised up at. Uh, We moved to Cedric Avenue for a couple of years. And then after that, we ended up moving to Queens when I was about 11 or so. Um, but in the Bronx, um, my encounter with hip hop started with b-boying, um, the up rock and things like that popping. I can't even remember other than say the robot and the robot, obviously, honestly, now that I think about it, the robot would have been the first thing that I've encountered because I was a big Jackson five fan before hip hop. Now I'm talking like I can, I can pull up pictures if I can find them of me at three years old with Motown records I mean, ranged on the bed, me and my cousin sitting on the bed with a bunch of 45s that my pop used to always buy and bring home. And it pretty much, even though it was his collection, I always basically owned it as mine. It was was mine. (laughs) And even when uh, before he passed and we talked, I was like, you know, that record collection was mine. He goes, yeah, 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 I know. He would let me, I would stack them up all kinds. So this is at the age of three. And so understand at the age of three, Soul Train and American Bandstand were the thing at that time. And the first time when you watch Soul Train, not knowing that Soul Train was filmed on the West Coast, I saw a lot of the robot. And then Michael Jackson, of course, was like the king of that or one of the kings of the robot. And remember seeing him on Soul Train with some of the other dancers who were there. And um, that was my thing, doing the robot. But I wasn't very good at it. I wasn't very good at it. Um, there was also like the underground uh, dance scene. Um, and it's, it's crazy because I, I can think my first underground experience where I think I probably first my, saw my first up rock was in the west side of the Bronx. Uh, I guess that's the west side, but we live like on Hughes Avenue, just one street over from Belmont um, Avenue, Belmont Street, which was um, which there was a park there. And DJs would go there and you'd see like the TDK crew. And and uh, so I think maybe that was the South Bronx. I'm sure you see like TDK crew. Um, you see the Casanova boys and they would wear these sweatshirts with the double, um, double, doubled impressioned iron on old English letters. Right. And it'd say Casanova boys, you know, or TDK crew or you know, whatever they, you know, whatever people have their name, Gemini, you know, their signs and stuff like that would be on there. So, they, you know, you would see these sweatshirts. And if I'm correct, Casanova boys, their sweatshirts were either yellow or orange. TDK crew I've seen with like red or maybe even black sweatshirts, right, with their names or T-shirts even. But sweatshirts was the thing. Nice, freshly 
compressed sweatshirts with Lee jeans or whatever jeans were out at that time. And um, the Chingling gangs, anybody from the Bronx, if you heard of the Chingling biker gang, they used to live right next door to my auntie in an abandoned building there. They, they took over the whole building, and I believe this building was about five to seven floors high. And it was mainly Puerto Ricans, whites, a couple of blacks, motorcycle club. And so my life was pretty much revolved around that. Burnt out buildings, rubbled, uh, rubbled, riddled uh, blocks, like blocks, like buildings that were torn down. And all they left there were like the, the rubble from the building they tore down. It wasn't cleaned up, wasn't shoveled up. And we played on those and mountains of rock and rubble. You can, you can see footage of this. Uh, on YouTube and you'll get a, a vivid idea of what I'm talking about. So my first experience with with rap and hip hop happened in the parks. This was before you could even get it on a record. Right. And you'd see like the Fantastic Four, uh, Funky Four plus one more, Crash Crew, um, um, who is it? Treacherous Three. Like a lot of these cats that you would watch on Beat Street were out on, on the streets in the parks doing their thing double trouble um busy b uh casanova the um uh cypher sounds hollywood all these guys would be out in the parks jamming cool herc i never actually remember seeing cool herc in a, at a at a block party it doesn't mean it wasn't happening it's just like i was so young at the time herc was doing this that i and i did go to block parties that i don't really think i paid attention to who was DJing it was just a DJ I could have very well been at a block party that Cool Herc uh, was the DJ of uh, but again I was in single digit age and there were no age limits at block parties everybody went so if my cousins went I went sometimes I just roll down there with a couple of friends I remember I had this dude named Chris I used to hang out with man fat dude <laughs> like whenever we heard music he would want to go and i'd just go with him and i didn't ask nothing you just went because at that time your parents were like go outside do something i don't want you in the house i'm about to clean or i'm talking to your godmother your auntie or your uncle or your, you know I, I i'm gonna be sewing go outside keep busy don't come home until the lights go out <laughs> and this is facts anybody from new york could tell you that and um and i invite a lot of my friends on facebook who are big hip-hop heads who understand and can kind of confirm and or elaborate and or add on to the information i'm giving you from your perspective that what i'm telling you is vivid i mean what i'm telling you is actual you know a lot of people have experienced this in different ways but pretty much the concept is the same so when I can honestly say, I can't even say I remember when it was called hip hop as much as I can remember what I was looking at when I would see graffiti artists on the side of buildings doing their thing. There were no names for it that I can remember at that time. It doesn't mean to say that there weren't no names for it. I just didn't. I was like, oh, that dude spray painting on the building. Oh, shit, that's hot. Like, well, excuse me. Like, that's fresh. You know what I mean? Like, look how fresh that is. Like, that's crazy. You know, look at the, like, where's he get all those colors from? And, you know, wow, these guys must be rich. They're buying all these spray cans. And when I'd see the sweatshirts with the, with the, um, at that time were the Converse. This was before the Adidas and the Puma age. The Converse were the big thing. Or actually, excuse me, the Uptowns and the uh, Procads were the big things back in this. This is like early 70s. So you're looking at Procad's Converse being what we see Adidas and Nike and 
all those shoes are now that was the shoe back in the day and it was cheap you can go get uptowns and Procads downtown at the Procad store or the uh i forgot the, the one name of the stores I, I can't remember it but i know they were like stars and stripes and <laughs> something like that on the lettering and you can go downtown on on, on on tremont or fordham road and get these shoes for like ten dollars it'd say it in big letters Pro Keds, Converse, $10. Uptowns is what they call them. Uptowns, $10 or $10.99, something like that. Um, and, you know, that's where everybody went to get their gear, right around the corner. You could walk right around the corner and get everything you need was right there in the neighborhood. You didn't have to go far at all. You didn't even have to take a train or a bus. You just People would just walk. Um, cats would get dressed. Girls would get dressed, get their hair done up. Uh, at home, of course, you know, mom's a uncle or sister, big sister. They'd sit, braid it. And then that's what that was the hangout. Tremont and Fordham Road were the hangouts. Um, or if you were old enough, get on the train, go down to Manhattan. Um, and, 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 and what I'm telling you, believe it or not, is a part of what hip hop culture and history is about. Because a lot of these things that I'm telling you, people don't get. They don't understand. Like, well, what does that have to do with rapping? Or what does that have to do with, with DJing? It has a lot to do with it because this is hip hop is the culture. You got to understand. And a lot of this stuff is included in that that is left out in songs nowadays. You don't hear that type of stuff. You can find songs with it, but you don't nowadays you don't hear that. Everything is about something totally irrelevant to what hip hop culture is. And um, so you miss out on the meat and potatoes of what culture is, of what hip hop culture is. Um, Things like Mr. Softy, the the Italian icy man, uh, pickles with the with 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 the with the uh, um, what do you call it the not the not the uh, what do you call those things the the ah uh, it was these sticks these like fruit sticks or whatever Jolly Rancher sticks that you'd stick in the middle the Chico stick uh, the Charleston chew like all of these things the baseball cards the the the, the Reggie bar the, you know what I mean. All of these things, believe it or not, are part of what we would consider hip hop culture because a lot of those things, people with mentals and raps, you hear them in rap songs all the time because we grew up around. This was everything that had to do with hip hop culture. That's why we, when people talk associated with rap, we say, well, that doesn't necessarily mean that you, you know anything about hip hop. You just know about the four elements and anybody could look that up on on in, in on uh yahoo or or google or bing you know you what is hip-hop and then four elements will pop up that's easy and then when you ask somebody that question that's what they give you but when it comes down to the details when it comes down to the 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 intertwinings and the the, the relatable um elements that kind of molded us and brought that because hip-hop when, when you look at what Cool Hurt and others have done, when it came to hip hop, Cool Hurt, who was a DJ, um, would go to the parties, would go to the, the to to the to the playgrounds, to the rec centers, to to the schoolyard uh, parks, because all the schoolyards would have these like, uh, man, I, I, definitely higher than ten feet. These fences had to be about fifteen feet in height. 15 feet in height. Imagine being a seven-year-old kid. You're climbing a fence that is 15 feet high to get on the other side or even sit at the top. People would sit at the top of these fences to watch what was going on at these at these um, 
events, these these hip hop DJ events. And let's start off by saying DJ events, because that's what it pretty much started off with. And uh, we would sit at the top of these fences watching what was going on. Sometimes if you were lucky, some of these parks had a pool in it like Belmont. And I I can't remember if Cortona had a uh, pool in it, but I know Cortona Park was one of the spots people played handball. You go on and slide on the slide, and these hot-ass slides because they were metal. Uh, the monkey bars, the swings, who could swing the highest? Standing up on metal planked swings with chains. No, 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 no plastic or anything like they have now to cover the chain. It was a chain with a metal plank in the middle of summer in New York City. Imagine this. So you couldn't sit on the swing. You had to actually stand on it, and we would swing on these swings standing anybody that knows about hip-hop coming from the bronx will tell you these things in detail just like i'm telling you right yo should i remember that and so when i'm when i'm explaining to you all of this stuff is a part of that at least to me when i look at it because when i think about hip-hop culture and i think about the bronx all these things i'm telling you come to mind and so i'm giving you kind of a recollection of my kind of upbringings in the culture um zulus Black Spades, um, the, the, the Savage Skull, all of these guys, you would see these jackets everywhere in the parks all the time with the, with the, the leather Confederate, um, Confederate soldier hats, black, you know what I mean? The, 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 the uh, Latin Kings, all of these guys that, that hung out, all of these guys were there, right? And what hip hop did was at the time when the gangs were dying out, hip hop was coming was coming in but again i can't say that there was necessarily a name for it It was just something that was happening i don't even know if cool herc at the time when he was starting to do this said okay i'm gonna make something called hip-hop where i go to our dj and then people come together and boom there's the culture cool herc was doing something that djs were doing except he was doing it on a different level for a different like when djs were djing in clubs of course we couldn't go in there because there was a dress code and there was an age restriction and things like that. But what Cool Herc and others were doing is that they were putting this stuff out in the parks for everybody to enjoy. And then you had the luxury of the Mr. Softy truck, right? You had the luxury of the um, of the, the Italian Icy Man. You had the luxury of the little bodega shops right there on the corner. So like you can go in, get yourself a 50 cent sundew drink or, you know, a Chico stick or a pickle or a pig's feet. Or, um, you know, uh, uh, what is it? A crush soda or the, the, the sodas, they were like, um, what is it? Knee high. You get a knee high soda for like, you know, I mean, 50 cents. You can get a bag of wise potato chips for a quarter. You know what I mean? And with a dollar, you can spend your day out at these block parties chilling, just doing your thing. And so a lot of this stuff, man, when people, especially in New York, in the Bronx, or any of the boroughs at that time, but I'm, I'm in the Bronx, so I'm talking about the Bronx, in the Bronx, they will tell you, yo, yeah, I remember that. I remember that, you know what I mean? Hip hop block parties, yeah, yeah, do that. You know what I mean? People sitting on the roof, coming out of their windows, sitting on the fire escapes, you know, and this was hip, this is what hip hop was doing. This is what the DJs were doing. And the, and the B-boys were out there and there was a lot of top rocking, you know what I mean? Boom, certain, you know, you look at top rocking, you see the up rock fams out there now. Big up to all the up rockers out there on Facebook, man. All those fams out there that are doing their thing. Uh, all the B-boys out there, all the graffiti artists that are still, all the rappers out there, all the DJs out there that are still, a lot of these people, you see them on my list. 
Um, and I'll big up to the big up to those cats, man. And believe it or not, these traditions are still going on. The Cretona Park jams are happening still in uh, in the Bronx at Cretona Park in New York City. Um, still to kind of keep that tradition moving to keep and it's a whole new generation of kids. You know, what I mean, you're talking over you're talking over 50 years. You know, uh, excuse me, mm, almost 50 years. Because when this was going on, when hip hop was deemed that, I would say I was six years old because I was born in 67 and this was happening in 73. So, yeah, I was about six years old, just turned six uh, March. And I believe that summer is when everything started popping off really, really, really big, Um, you know. But there were signs of the elements around us already. The graffiti was happening already. The DJ was happening already the b-boying the uprocking the house dance that stuff was happening already the rappers the djs were doing already you know what i mean you could hear it on the radio per se but i don't know if we had expected things like crash crew uh co crush double trouble busy b you know uh shah rock all i don't think that was something that we were affecting. It happened. And those guys who were older than us at the time knew what was going down. But we, I don't think when I look like, oh shit, that's rapping over a beat. That's crazy. And then Sugar Hill Gang comes out. You know what I mean? And and uh with freedom and 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 happy birthday rhyme. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, showdown and things like that. And uh Cold Crush, you know, they did all I love Cold Crush was my Cold Crush and, and Crash Crew. Or my crews, Funky Four Plus One More. I remember seeing Funky Four Plus One More in Brooklyn. Wow, in Brooklyn. At that time, I was about 12, 11, 12 years old. Um, Dougie Fresh was beatboxing on the corner of, uh, I think that was no, uh, Fulton Street. And, no, 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 not Fulton Street. Bedford Avenue. Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn. I lived on Lexington. In Bedford Avenue. Bedford Avenue, you would go there and then... Um, and and, and uh, they would have like DJs on the corner and they would be plugged into the bodega shop. And the bodega shop allowed this to happen because the bodega knew that if the DJ was doing his thing and everybody was coming down there to watch the DJ and the rappers showed up and the B-boys showed up that they were going to get paid <laughs> because people it was hot. It was a hot summer and people wanted to get their sundews and their sodas and you know what I mean? And their, and, and, and their tasty cakes and their hostess pies and, you know, their, their their lollipops. And you know what I mean? That was that, that was the thing. You could drink water out of the fire hydrant, the cold ice water out of a fire hydrant in New York City. And I mean, this was the life for us. All of these things when it comes to hip hop, you know, um, people when, when they when they hear this who were there will say oh shit you know what i mean that, that was it that was it that's 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 about that's about what i experienced you know what i mean um and so um i always want to refer to people to watch documentaries like um the the forefathers i think it's called the founding fathers the founding fathers watch that watch b street watch uh wild style watch breaking and entering watch um uh, freshest kids you know what I mean check those check those out and it will give you an idea of uh, what we experienced back in the Bronx at that time um, when it comes to hip hop culture there is a big misconception especially now uh, because again with rap being 
the most dominant of all the elements in hip-hop people get it a little twisted and they feel like okay rap those guys must be hip-hop and i i have this i have said this a million times on i don't know how many reviews to people who ask me hey is this person hip-hop um hey is this style of rap hip-hop hey you know he's not uh rapping about jewels or or guns or 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 girls or you know or his style isn't as crafty as say Nas or Jay-Z or 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 DMX or 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 you know Freestyle Fellowship or Ice the the, the style the style isn't so is is that really hip hop because you know if he's not as fresh as so and so or he's not black he's white or that's a latino and it you know what i mean rap is rap um graffiti is graffiti b-boying is b-boying and um, DJing is DJing. You could be a DJ and not be part of the culture. You can be, um, how do you say it? Yeah, you can be uh, an MC, or excuse me, what we would call a rapper. You could be a rapper and not be a part of the culture. I, the only two elements where I can argue whether or not they are pure or true to the culture uh, is uh, B-Boy and the uh, graffiti artists. The two most untainted uh, forms of the uh, uh, elements of the culture are those two. Because a lot of people can be a DJ and say, oh yeah, you know, I do hip hop. No, you play hip hop, but you're not a hip hop DJ. Same thing with a rapper. Anybody can rap and not be a part of the culture. We've seen this a million times. There's a lot of rappers who, you know, they'll make songs and make millions of dollars, right? But no, they know absolutely nothing about the culture. Doesn't mean they're not a rapper. It means they're a rapper. They're just not a hip hop rapper. They're not part of hip hop culture. Now, that person later on may say, you know what, man? Maybe I've been doing this all wrong. Maybe what I need to do is know about the culture, have better respect for those who came before me, who gave me this opportunity to do what I'm doing, who set the foundations down. So people, you know, millions of people now who love me be like, yo, there's another, you know what I mean? And and then at that point, they can, you know, okay, you know, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be a rapper, but I want to be true to the culture. This can happen. Okay. It, it's never let it be said that no one can be a part of the culture um even if it's about what they rap about because when we look at gangster rap for an instant for for instance uh a lot of people oh that shit's not hip-hop that's just on some other shit blah 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 but some of these people actually are part of hip-hop culture some of these people have been there from the their beginnings um and and again these discussions can go many ways and they will go many ways um with me doing these in 30 minute increments, I plan on doing um, breaking it down as far as like, um, you know, the elements itself, uh, Zulu, um, breaking down um, cultures around the world um, and, and invi- hopefully being able to invite some thorough, thorough um, guests onto the show so that they can give you a more precise and accurate um, definition and um, input regarding hip hop culture because although I'm I'm a cat who knows all the elements and that's the thing uh, back in the day most of the people could graffiti 
they could b-boy they could dj and they could rap this was this was one of those things you knew all four of the elements because that's what you saw all the time you didn't just see a rapper without seeing a dj you didn't just see a d you didn't just see a block party without having a graffiti artist or a b-boy doing you 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 would see all these things we're surrounded by all these things and so we became all these things and so hopefully um you know as the days go on you will hear more and more and hopefully have some special guests on until the next time I want you guys to stay tuned and make sure you hit up Temple of the Monk at gmail.com. That's Monk with the Q. Temple of the Monk, gmail.com. That's Monk with the Q. Hit me up with any suggestions, any questions, or any ideas for any topics that you would like to touch on. You know, always leave me an email and say, hey, listen, I was told this and I wanted to know what is your take on it. And we can go ahead and give you props on the show and, and, and you know talk about it i'll do my research and you know maybe even bring you on if you're down for that you know you can ask the question live right here on the show i will see you guys next time man you make sure you have a great day don't let anything bring you down and uh do your best to be you i will check you guys later man peace